You're listening to The Local Maximum, episode 242. Time to expand your perspective. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now, here's your host, Max Sklar. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. You have reached another Local Maximum, a very good kind of a palindrome episode today, 242. Aaron, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. All right, and look, as you notice, we have the soundboard working. So uh, this is this is back to uh, you know back to my old days at at, at um, Yale Radio, where I could turn up and down sound. If we get into an argument, I can slowly turn down your sound and win the <laughs> argument. It's great. Uh, so Ho- hopefully, uh, you don't go full uh, full Jim Cramer with uh, you know the, the big red button. And... <laughs> I don't know. You might be next week. There might be a much bigger uh, much bigger soundboard, and then we can. We can uh, 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 see what happens with that. Um, all right, uh, let's get through this quick because you know we've got to watch. Uh, we've got to watch Game of Thrones or, or Game of Thrones House of Dragons uh, coming up tonight. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that so far. So uh, glad you come over for that and yeah. an episode. D- does anyone uh, else use the acronym uh, uh, HOTD? Uh, you know, House-, House-, House of the Dragon, but uh, abbreviated to Hot D. I, I feel no. like that, that that nobody should use that uh, abbreviation I, for the show. I still call it Game of Thrones. I don't know what else to call it. Um, so, anyway, all right. Today we have a couple of. So I, I checked the. Um, I, I checked the. We're already getting off track, aren't we? I checked the. Uh, <laughs> there was a track. I checked the, the the tech news this morning and and all throughout the week. And usually, sometimes it's very slow news week, particularly in uh, in. Uh, August. Well, but August September, is over. August. The over. drought has ended. A lot of stuff has, has been happening uh, in in the world of tech, and so um, basically, a lot of it is. I like to cover stories that we've covered in the past as like a continuing saga over like this decade. So we're gonna have um, we're we're gonna talk a little bit about the the state of censorship online. We're gonna we have one quick update on self driving cars, and we're gonna start off today with this headline in the New York Times, and I actually think it's one of the few maybe not ridiculously written articles in the New York Times, but it's just a plain technology article about how an AI artist won an, an, an art prize. Um, I should have looked up what art prize it, it was, but it was one of those that um, where you, you uh, submit... Yeah, it was, uh, it was a judged competition yeah, of some sort. Yeah, it was a judged competition of some sort. And uh, the person who submitted it was Jason M. Allen of Pueblo, West California. The big quote here is, I won and I didn't break any rules, the artist creator says. So I like that quote. Um, continuing on with the New York Times, I'm just going to read not all of it, but some of, some, some of the things that, 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 that I think were important that popped out of me. One entrance, Jason Allen didn't make his entry with a brush or a lump of clay. He created it with Midjourney an artificial intelligence program that turns line into text, into hyper-realistic graphics. Uh, the name of the piece of artwork is, in French, apparently, Théâtre d'Opéra Spatial is how I read it, but I don't know if that's correct. Um, and for those of you who are in video land, you could see the piece right here. You see it here? I, I do. I actually, I've seen it in a tweet earlier this yeah, week. I can kind of show it up to the, the, the screen there. Maybe we can have we'll, that edited and put it in. We'll, we'll definitely yeah. have a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't know what the big deal is. Like, if I passed this, I wouldn't be like, wow, that's an amazing piece of artwork. Um, it's and, certainly better than I could do, but, oh, yeah. but that, that's a pretty <laughs> by, low bar. By far, by far. By far. N- um, neither of us were, uh, were, were taking any art classes in high school. Right, right. I, I will... We'll get to the end what, what I think this means because I do have some, some thoughts on it. Uh, let me just keep reading. These apps have made human artists understandably nervous about their own futures. Why would anyone pay for art, they wonder, when they can generate it themselves? They have also generated fierce debates about the ethics of AI-generated art and opposition from people who claim that these apps are essentially a high-tech form of plagiarism. Mr. Allen, 39, began experimenting with AI-generated art this year, he runs a studio, Incarnate Games, which makes tabletop games, and he was curious how the new breed of AI image generators would compare with the human artists whose works he commissioned. This summer, he got invited to a Discord chat where people were testing Midjourney, 
which uses a complex process known as diffusion to turn text into custom images. I'm actually not entirely sure what they mean by diff diffusion. I might have to look that up for, for next time because I'm sure it's a technique uh, that I am aware of, but probably have never heard that particular phrase before um, as a machine learning engineer. Very interesting. Uh, users type a series of words in a message to Midjourney. The bot spits back an image second later. I think we're going to not talk about the tech here, but more about the meaning of it, which we have covered the tech of some of this stuff in the past. The quote, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, he said. It felt like it was demonically inspired, like some otherworldly force was involved. So when you find something that's demonically inspired, apparently you just want to have more and more of it. Is, uh, <laughs> and, and he didn't even claim to have sold his soul at the crossroads for right. the ability to create this amazing piece of art. So, so one weird thing about the article, there was this final quote at the end, which I think might be sarcastic on his part, like not an actual... The, the demonic one? Or, no, or, no, no. Or, or, I think a lot of his quotes are, 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 are sarcastic is, is what I'm getting, like kind of reading between well, the lines. But his final quote is... And he, uh, the final sentence of the article is, and he urged artists to overcome their objections to AI, even if only as a coping strategy. This isn't going to stop, Mr. Allen said. Art is dead, dude. It's over. AI won. Humans lost. So that was the, uh, that was the last sentence. And I, I don't know. You could probably... So, so I, I didn't read the yeah. article myself, although I have heard some, some chatter about this Give uh, me a hot on, take. On, online. But uh, I, I have a question about the, the format of the article. Did they yeah. actually interview this gentleman, or are they just citing his tweets? Uh, because that, that changes the context dramatically for some of these statements, whether they, act, they were having a direct exchange with him yeah. or if they're just, they're just saying these are things that he tweeted or posted online oh, about the experience. No, it was uh, – they talked to him, reached okay. by phone on Wednesday. So they so, talk, so spoke to him So real directly. journalism. Yeah. Yeah, they spoke to him directly. Um, fortunately, it's not so much of a political topic that you – like there are – People who I know, yeah. who so, they, they know when, when that, a that, newspaper calls them, the newspaper is going to write something completely opposite of what they said. That, that lowers my prior yeah. for, for how much this guy is, is trolling and just putting out shit takes. Right. Uh, but, but it doesn't completely eliminate it because there are certainly people who would take absolutely that, uh, that, that tact uh, when speaking to a New York Times uh, reporter. Yeah. Well, right. So d despite what he said, I... I actually disagree with his last statement, which might be sarcastic, the whole art is dead, dude, uh, it's over. First of all, um, he was engaging in a form of art by, I, I don't think he generated this piece by like on a single take. I think he had to learn the technology. He had to run things over and over again and finally uh, curated one that he thought was the, the, perfect, the perfect piece, which uh, I think, I don't know if we talked about this Actually, we talked about it on the tech retreat. I don't know if we talked about it on the, um, uh, you know, on the, the, on the, the show. tech retreat show, but it was like, yeah, uh, a, a lot of the work in terms of coming up with this AI-generated art is going to be the curation of that art. And it's also going to be very difficult to do. I mean, look, if the world is going to be flooded with these so-called, uh, so-called, they're images, they're images from AI uh, as art, um, they're not going to be worth very much uh, on average, you know, because they they cost almost nothing to create. So it, it's almost like, okay, there might be some oohs and ahs at the beginning as the technology gets good. But I think that, you know, one day it'll be like, okay, this is very easy to generate. Well, I think we that's exactly wait, why people are worried is, yeah. is not that, that, you know, people are going to unlock huge value with these as much as this is going to drive down the market value of uh, a a certain... Uh, kind of mid-range band of human artists who are producing, you know, uh, work work on spec uh, or or you know work, work on demand, you know, kind of maybe a lot of the you know Fiverr graphic design type folks that uh, if if they can be replaced with this algorithm, uh, then the amount that they can charge for their services drops through the floor. It's possible, but look, I think that um, that's that's the concern, sir. Right, right. I, I, when I think about these issues, I kind of look for, um, I try to find historical analogies, uh, and I look at, well, did, did the movie theater kill live theater? Uh, no, not really. I don't know what it did to, to theater salaries, but well, did video kill did, the radio Did it star? kill it? No, but you see a lot more people going, well, it, it, at least before COVID, yeah. you had a lot more people going to see movies than you did buying tickets to the opera. It, it, uh, it, it, sure. it changed what the market 
for things like live theater was. It became a much more niche and and so. Okay, but you, so you're talking specifically about the you you specifically mentioned mid range people, like not the people who are art geniuses or like uh, you know people whose art sell for very high amounts of, of, of money. It's more the people who are like technically famous. proficient, but, but not necessarily, you know, famous or not about to be displayed in, you know, a, a prestigious museum. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I mean, that that's the, uh, but that's the type of person who's like, yeah, j- who could just learn the technology because so, they're not. So let yeah. me, let me draw another, another parallel, another, another uh, analogy here. Um, let's, let's think about sports for a minute. Um, okay. and so, uh, this is this is in my mind not unlike uh, in sports when uh, the the uh, we we have performance enhancing drugs come on the scene and yeah. performance enhancing equipment like in swimming there was a big uh, deal a couple Olympics ago about the what were they calling it? like the shark skin suits right and so there there was one Olympics where uh, you know the U S team and maybe a couple other countries had these really new high tech uh, new high tech swimsuits and. It, it, maybe it was only shaving fractions of a second off their times, but it was enough that it gave them a distinct advantage. And then in the next Olympics, they banned that particular or, or highly regulated that particular material and that particular suit type. Interesting. So I think you're going to see, uh, it, it, it begs the question, what is our objective function here? I, I think just like in, in athletics, we're going to see uh, new rules and regulations. He said he didn't break any rules and that's because they didn't think they had to have a rule for this. Sure. Uh, and 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 to be to be fair, I'm pretty sure the category he was in was like digital art. So it wasn't like he was passing this off as I drew it by hand. Uh, it was more that that they didn't realize that he was using some some augmentation here. Um, yeah. So so either we're going to see you know separate divisions. Hold on, I make sure. Oh, my my microphone's working. Okay, I was. Uh... Was unclear for a second. Sorry, go we're, ahead. We're, we're either going to see the development of separate divisions for assisted and unassisted art right. in the digital realm, uh, or we're going to see rules outright banning it in in certain circles and competition. Um, the so, but like so I said, you, it, it, it it demands yeah. the question: What is your objective function? If you're looking for the the coolest, most interesting, most innovative art, why do you care whether it was done by a person without the assistance of AI, or if it was a collaboration, or if it was you know I don't know if there you, anything can be said to have been purely AI generated in these contexts. But but why do you care if you're if you're assessing it on its aesthetic qualities? Yeah, um, the guy on Fiverr, you know, might you know those people might be using this technology, you know? And so it's, it's not like they're like, Oh my God, my artwork is so pure. And no, they're, they're there to make money. And and to bring it back to, to, uh, to, to the, the art world away from that, that, uh, sports analogy. Right. Uh, did, I'm I'm sure there was outrage when, uh, the, the first, uh, computer animated, well, maybe not because the first computer animated movies were certainly couldn't pass, for uh, the equivalent of hand animated, that that there was, there, there's kind of well, what about, uncanny valley is not the right term for it, but yeah. there was a clear distinction of this is not the same thing. But what about Toy Story? So so it definitely, I, I don't think anyone was fooled that 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 was anyone thought that that was done by hand. But they but they sure. weren't going for a hand drawn aesthetic. Whereas here, I think he 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 was. He wasn't trying to do some a new form of art that is distinct. He was he was mixing this in with you know yeah. It, it was it, also it's, it's trained on artists that sure. were that particular. So, so this is maybe type. more like uh, you know if, if you're a sculptor uh, or and and uh, you know are are you or 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 yeah uh, you know working in in uh, in in wrought iron uh, you know do do you have a uh, electrically powered. Uh, 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 Forge, or or is it uh, you know the an old fashioned you know coal powered forge, and and does that make a difference in the uh, and maybe it maybe in, in that case maybe it makes a difference in the material properties of of the output, but the aesthetically should that matter for the quality of of the you know metal sculpture that you're generating there? Yeah, I mean there it, it's it's just going to be another method. I think is the thing that well, we can do. And, and, and to, to get to his, his possibly facetious statement at the end, yeah. um, where, where he says, you know, art is dead. Um, the, there's a lot of talk. You, you see it more in, uh, in film and, and literature that, you know, uh, the, the author is dead. 
that, that from a from point of critique that the work needs to stand on its own. It doesn't matter what the author was thinking or you know their life experience. That that analyze the work as it stands free on its own. And so it, I think it would not be unfair to say the artist is dead and it doesn't matter if the artist was, uh, you know, a, a hermit who lived on a mountain and made his own paints from, you know, the berries he found on the, on the mountainside, uh, or if it was generated by uh, an AI assisted process that the artwork stands on its own, the artist is dead. Uh, another question I have about this article is they, they quote like unnamed artists who are very, very upset about this, but we don't actually hear about like who they are, what they're thinking. Maybe there aren't that many, or maybe it's just people who are upset that they lost the competition and are, are, are giving some examples. So I don't know what the... Uh, I, I could certainly understand feeling miffed if you spent, you know, several hundred uh, hours working on a particular digital art composition for this uh, and, yeah. and a guy who just... Uh, he probably didn't spend several hundred. Who, who at least uh, the way he's, he's uh, pitched it, you know, just pump some words into a text prompt, uh, beat you at it. It, it. it certainly feels unfair. But but like I said, why should that matter? Yeah, what? <laughs> that's life. Although I don't think, I, I don't think the future, yes, artists are going to have to adjust. It doesn't mean everybody is going to have to be using AI-assisted uh, uh, programs, depending on what that they're doing, particularly if you're like one of the high-end masters or whatever. Um, but... That's that is life. You have to adjust to new realities, um, and yeah. so well, so so the and and we may have talked about this in passing on the show before. I can't recall. Uh, one of the things that was mentioned in the article was talking about uh, the the concerns for you know Im- the plagiarism implications of mm. of a tool like this. Yeah, and yeah. that in the way that if if I were to take you know for example uh, a a famous uh, piece of artwork and slightly modify it for my own thing, um, right. Um, unless it falls into the category of you know of, of parody and, and satire, that's that's not protected. That I I I have uh, you know ba- basically I've 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 taken their their intellectual property uh, and and I I either can't do that or I owe them something for having done that. Yeah, so it's like but if I've trained on it, is is that the same as other artists right, looking the, at the, it? The and... thing with this is is that you can't necessarily identify a uh, a direct lineage. Um, I mean, we, this this exploded in the in the recording industry, where uh, there there are so many cases of of uh, both both lawsuits, but also then just you know things not necessarily even going to court, but people having to pay royalties because they sampled something or their beat is is similar enough that that they weren't uh, they didn't think they could win the case for for not having to owe another artist for for that. Uh, What's happening here is that because you're basically sampling from everything all at once, uh, it's it's so diffuse uh, what that source is. Uh, maybe, maybe that's where diffusion comes in here. Uh, that that you don't you, you can't identify who would be owed anything, and so nobody gets anything. And and it's it, it raises an interesting question: if you're stealing so, from anyone, from everyone, are you stealing from anyone? And also, is it is it more taking? Um, What's the difference between stealing, in this case, quote, stealing, I don't know if I consider stealing, versus um, just taking inspiration from? Yeah, well, you know, th- th- there's, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering the, the quote, but the, the, that uh, there, there's, there's something about, you know, uh, you know g- good, good artists, uh, you know, s- study their, the, you know, their influences and great artists just steal. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, art, art, like everything else, you know, we, we stand on the shoulders of giants, there's, I, I would be hard pressed to say that something is truly, you know, original in a vacuum. Uh, sure, sure. So, so how 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 far do you want to push the the limits on that? Yeah, yeah. All right. So this is an interesting story to follow over the next few years. I, I think, you know, as these types of things flood the market, like with Dolly and stuff, at some point there's going to be some aspect of it that's just going to become less interesting. Yeah. And the well, interesting thing will be to see what comes up to the surface as being a permanent part of the landscape with, with both the the graphical ones and with the the you know G, gtp3 and and related products yeah we've seen there's there's been a big drop and then there's kind of some some interesting incremental improvements some some bigger than others but but my question is when's when's the next big jump going to come in this is or or right well, know, will there video? be a big jump could it make video the, i mean so it so should be able to make gifts if it could do we don't have yeah. a, we don't have a story to talk about this but yeah. but i have heard uh, a fair amount about uh, both audio and video deep fakes uh, popping back up in the news again. And, yeah. and so that's, that's an area to watch for. Yeah. I mean, it could also be, um, you know, a, a kind of altered 
video of some news item. Um, now, I mean, the the uh, the Biden speech was not uh, not altered, but I can see it being altered uh, I, I've, automatically. I've, I've heard some but, theories. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how how deep down the conspiracy well there are that yeah. that some of the the uh, footage being being put out was was being tweaked on the fly. Not, oh, yeah, not yeah. that they were changing what he was saying, but but to uh, to to alter the the. Uh, the, the visual perspective. Well, I, I think one of the um, w- one of the news networks kind of uh, tilted the tilt. Uh, they did uh, like a color, color shift. Yeah, so it looked more like pink than uh, than than yeah. blood and, red. And and, but, and again, this this is not a topic that's on our agenda today. No, it's but, not. But I, I, I it is concerning. But I don't want to. Uh, I feel like if I'm going to talk about that, I better like do a solo show and I, be like. I, I will. I'm I will mention one thing law. that yeah. that uh, it, it's it seems like it was an own goal on on the folks uh, who who were doing the 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 set design, the staging for this in that, uh, there were red, white, and blue stage lights. Yeah. Uh, but the angle that every news camera seemed to have taken only showed the, uh, the, that deep so red. Th- that's interesting. Cause I read a bunch of commentary saying this was for whatever reason, this was the look that they were absolutely going for, but it, it, it could just been an accident. Yeah. Is, I, is, is, I mean, is like, it, is it, it Hanlon's razor yeah. or, or, or Occam's razor in the yeah. case here? No, I don't know. I don't know. All anyway, right. not, not today's topic. No, well, it is today's topic. I mean, it'll be, uh, I, well, will it be out of the news in the future? I mean, I, I, I things are getting crazy out there, man. <laughs> I don't know what to, t- to what to tell you. And uh, I've been trying to avoid it on the show. I feel like it won't, it's not avoidable anymore. We have other things to talk about yeah. today. That, th- th- thank you for the reminder yeah. though, that I got to, I got to, do my uh, my my primary voting this week? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm in New Hampshire here, so I'm across the board. I have to wait till September 13th. That's a very different uh, it's right around the corner. Different day. It is right around the corner. It is right around the corner. Okay. I, I just looked at my ballot the other day. There's so many names in it. I've got to do so much research. Um, okay, let's talk about this Cloudflare controversy because I had barely heard of Cloudflare. This is really important, I feel like, and it's also a news story. It's one of those news stories that you'll see the headline, and I think. It'll go over everyone's head. It practically it went over my head. I had to dive into it a little bit amount. So there's some controversy involving a company called Cloudflare. So the first thing you ask is like, what is Cloudflare? Uh, and then you find out it's a reverse proxy, and you're like, oh, incredible! This makes sense now. And then you ask. What the hell is a reverse proxy? Uh, so I looked it up, uh, and I'm familiar with with parts of it, known as a load balancer when it comes to you know networking or, or, or servers. So essentially. Let's start. Well, let, let, let's start at the beginning. With the with when you make a request over the internet, it uh, you know you go to something.com, It goes to a namespace thing. It says, okay, this is where something.com lives, and then it hits that server that's owned by the person who owns so that's, something. That's DNS, right? Uh, yeah, that, that's the, d- the domain name. Domain name turns the name into a number. A number is the address. Like it'll turn uh, Aaron into your home address, for example. If I'm trying to go there, um, so. Then it goes to the address, it, it finds the server that lives there, and um, that server gives it the website. Now, what most companies do on almost every website, they will have a server that sits in front of that server. So almost think of it as like, you know, you have a guy in front of your house. Well, is is it directs, like a P.O. box? Um, is, is that a good metaphor? I think it's more like it, it's um, you have a guy in front of your house who like who, or it, maybe it's a club and there's like a bouncer uh, and and these 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 um, reverse proxy servers are kind of like the bouncer. So it will say, hey, it'll it'll, you know, in some cases be a load balancer. Say you guys go over there and you guys go over there. So one one server doesn't get too crowded. In some cases, it will turn people away. Hey, I think you're spam. I'll turn you away. By the way, I'm doing this analogy on the fly. I think it's working pretty well. well no, I, I or, like it because because yeah. <laughs> uh, one, one of the things when you're running a party is is that the guy at the door, he's got the little clicker. So he's keeping track of how many people right. come in and how many people go out. Right. And, and it, it also takes does some stats and it also has a little bit of information. Like, um, for example, let's say you have like a static page that someone wants, a page that never changes. That's like a real tiny bit of text. It'll just return that text and not even go to the server to do more complicated website stuff uh, because it'll be like, you know, maybe the bouncer at the door is like, uh, you just need, um, you just need to get, to, I have your hat from last night here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's not a good idea. Or, or no, you're just asking, hey, how, 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 uh, how late are you open? 
you know, or something like that. So, so you're not, uh, you're, you're not, you don't actually have to go in. Um, so it does things like that. So the, uh, this company Cloudflare um, is available to be your reverse proxy server and load balancer. And that's kind of, I think that's the main thing that they do yeah. uh, as their business. So it's part of the cloud. But, but a big piece of that is, is protecting against DDoS. Right, right. So that's the kind of spam. That's like DDoS is when, uh, let, let's, let's use the club analogy again, when, I don't know, thousands of people show up trying to get in to cause trouble, and you, you can kind of turn them away. Uh, now, so, it, it was, was Cloudflare, uh, I, if, if, if I'm hearkening my memory back, I feel like there were, there were several, was, with the whole parlor incident and Gab, like, did, was, was, was it, no. was it? It, so it wasn't reverse proxies that that so so that's that the backed difference. out on them. Yeah, it was that, something else. That that's why this is an important story because in that story for Parler, it was um, Amazon Web Services that shut okay. them down. So that was like their actual server shut down. The club itself was shut down. Whereas in this case, it's just the guy at the front of the club being like, "We're closed." Uh, if, if it's still well, no, so, 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 so that's why it's, it's a fundamentally different when, form when, of censorship. When your reverse proxy drops you, yeah. um, which I'm getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here, yeah. but, but when that happens, is the result, the, so the bouncer at the door just tells everybody, no, the club's closed? Or is it the, the bouncer at the door says, I'm done, I'm going to pack up, I'm going to go home, doors are wide open, have fun? No, 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 because that's the, that's so you, the address so you, that you So you get. can't get in without... The reverse proxy. Right. It's not that, that, that they're just like no longer protecting it. But it's also a very clunky way to shut down a website. We haven't even got to what website they're shutting down yet. Uh, it's a very clunky way to shut down a website because uh, that's, uh, you know, if your entire site it, it goes down like those servers, then there's not much you can do. But in this case, you could just get a new proxy right. you server. Hire a new, a new bouncer. So uh, that's... in. That's kind of Cloudflare's perspective until today, which was just like, look, um, it doesn't really do much good for us to start deciding who should and shouldn't have our services. And honestly, uh, that's not the business that they're in. And they heard they they uh, stood firm on this. Yeah, they're they're for taking a, a, a common carrier perspective, yeah, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so if if memory serves, uh, I believe they have in the past shut down two major websites this way before. Um, but those were, uh, pretty, pretty clear and, and, uh, clear outliers. I, I think one of them was, um, oh God, was, is it Stormfront? Uh, what it, it was, well, it was one of the, the, does that uh, still exist? Well, I, I think they're one of those, or, uh, websites that that's, you know, kind of gone from, uh, host to host to host into the darker and darker parts of the web, but, but it's still out there, I think. Yeah. And, and the other was, I want to say eight. Chan, possibly it was one of the chans, but um, and and, that makes sense. But but I I I think even earlier this week when when the story was developing, they basically said, yeah, we've done that in the past. Those were outliers. We don't want to do it again, and we don't think that that this rises to that level of of. uh, So you're about to hear you're you're about to hear some very similar uh, uh, statements coming out. So it's been under pressure to block this site, Kiwi Farms, and at first I thought really. Uh, felt really bad for the farming community. Who doesn't like uh, kiwis? The, yeah, I know. Uh, but I've never heard about that. But, but apparently that's not what kiwi farms is. I don't have uh, the... Um, I, I didn't go into the whole thing of researching them. I, I, I assumed I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. So for the sake of discussion, I'm going to assume that it's a 4chan-like thing. Yeah, well, and, um, and I think it very much falls into the category that when you're talking about free speech cases, which which... You know, no, no uh, legal action has been taken that I'm aware of, but but this is very much in that vein. Uh, your your defendants or your victims tend not to be the most sympathetic, uh, correct? Uh, you know, individuals or organizations, and that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, because popular speech is not controversial and doesn't need to be protected. Yes. So so I'm not at all surprised that Kiwi Farms, whatever it is they're doing, well, it, this wouldn't be happening if somebody wasn't a little bit PO'd at them. Well, yes, yes. So um, uh, they're claiming, uh, they claim in the article that um, if Kiwi Farms wasn't shut down, people are going to die. Uh, now, uh, I, I hate that we're 
at this, but I, have, I almost have, feel have like... Have you seen the... Um, I think it was from, from Reason Magazine, uh, the, the, Remy, some of their video shorts. Re- yes. Yeah, I, People yeah, will die. That guy's great. Right, right. It's, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I hate, I hate that this is where we're at, where it's like, you know, before it would be, oh my God, people are dying. Let, 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 let's do this. And now it just seems like the phrase, if you don't do this, people are going to die, is just the person, the speaker is asking, what do I need to say to get this person to do what I want them to do? Um, and so, you know, it's often a lie, which is really terrible now. It's like, you can't yeah, even, the, the odds uh, of it being hyperbole seem extremely high. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Cloudflare Inc. blocked Kiwi Farms on Saturday, days after hinting it will continue working with the controversial discussion forum. Despite weeks of pressure, the company has blocked Kiwi Farms content from being accessed through its infrastructure after an escalation in rhetoric and specific targeted threats over the past 48 hours. CEO Matthew Prince said in a blog post, this is an extraordinary decision for us to make, and given Cloudflare's role as an internet infrastructure provider, a dangerous one that we are not comfortable with, Prince said. While we believe it would have been appropriate as an infrastructure provider for us to wait for the legal process, in this case, the imminent and emergency threat to human life, which continues to escalate, causes us to take this action. Um, then there's a bunch of stuff in the article, which I will post, um, about how bad Kiwi Farms is. They claim that the community is causing people to die from suicide all the time. How often do you see um, people encouraging other people to kill themselves online? Because I see it like all the time. That's why I, I feel like it's it, the internet is so toxic. I'm, like, I, I think I've managed to isolate myself from or insulate myself from, from yeah. those parts of social media. So yeah. I have not seen it, but, but it's something Reddit, I've seriously. heard of. <laughs> it's on Reddit for sure. Well, so, uh, so uh, co- almost completely unrelated, but I, I'm, I'm now curious because I didn't catch the name of, of the, uh, the, the CEO previously, but you said, yeah. was, was it something Prince? Yes. Matthew Prince. Matthew Prince. I, now I'm really curious if he's related to Eric Prince, who I believe is the, uh, the founder and head of Blackwater, which goes by has gone through several different names, uh, but I don't but know. It, it seems like probably not, but you never know. Yeah, it's, and it's anyway, a common name. But but what I, th- I think uh, an interesting thing to to make note of here um, is is that what we've seen with them in in the past week is that they've said we absolutely will not cave to this pressure. We absolutely will not. There's no chance that we will. Right up until the moment that they say, and we have caved to this pressure. Yeah. Um, which is, is a little people, bit reminiscent. Because people will die. Of of some of is the which... language that that I'm, I'm going to hit on a sensitive subject here. Yeah. That you see with uh, crypto companies. Uh, when they say that uh, you know, we are highly liquid, there's nothing to be worried about. Our books are are you know completely stable, uh, and they will say that up until the moment where they say, and we're we're locking up it so you, no one can make withdrawals. Right, right. I mean, so things that, things things uh, you know collapse slowly until they they yeah. fall apart. I, I don't think this is a collapse, more of a yeah, that, victory that's, for that, a pressure that's, campaign. That's probably uh, overly yeah. dramatic terminology on my part. But, yeah, yeah. But yes. Um, the, 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 well, and, and every time they I'm sure bow to this, it makes it they, much more likely that they will do it again. Because yeah. now now people are going to point not just at those two exceptional cases, but here's the third. Yeah. Uh, and and so it, it becomes much easier to justify doing it again and again and again. It's interesting. Uh, and, and opens them to, to some legal liability on that front. That if you say we absolutely, our policy is we absolutely will not cave into this, you know, short of, of actual, uh, you know, judicial intervention if 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 the uh, the courts tell us to do xyz then we will abide by that but short of that we will comply with the law and and are not uh, subject to other pressure mm-hmm. um once you start making exceptions uh then then you can't stand strong by that right because so in this case they had to be the court essentially to determine if what the pressure campaign is saying is accurate and so and we don't know yeah. well and and, and I, I can't judge from the amount of information I've I've been privy to whether uh, this is them giving in to public pressure or is this is them doing a thorough investigation and realizing oh no yeah people actually are going to die if we don't do this and we and even though we wouldn't necessarily be legally culpable uh, we don't want that on our conscience that that we we in you know we are morally obligated to do X uh, it, that's possible but that that does not. Uh, they have not made a, cap- a compelling case for that one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. I, it sounds possible, but I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doubtful. Um, in a statement Saturday, Clara Sorrenti, 
who has been leading the charge to force Cloudflare to terminate services for Kiwi Farms. It would be interesting to look to see you know, what, what her background is. I, I don't know. Uh, said the move uh, deals a big blow to Kiwi Farms and their community. If the site ever becomes active again, the campaign must continue fighting and pressure other companies that provide services to it, she said. Cloudflare, which as recently as Wednesday suggested it won't cede to pressure to terminate Kiwi Farms as a customer, defended its earlier policy, saying that the legal process is still the correct one to deal with revolting and potentially illegal content online. Still in the absence of a mechanism for providers like Cloudflare to work with legal authorities over threats to human life, the company was forced to take this uncomfortable emergency decision alone, Prince said Saturday. He warned it's likely Kiwi Farms will find other infrastructure providers and that Cloudflare's decision to block the site may heighten the emergency. The company will continue to work with law enforcement authorities to help with their investigations into Kiwi Farms and the users who may have posted illegal content. So, I mean... I'm very curious when, when they say that... that- Moving to another provider may heighten the emergency. I don't understand what they're implying. Why is it worse when? Yeah, because now there's now they can't shut them down again. But I mean, but but, wh- but you did. I, yeah. I, I, um, in, um, unless this is a tortured reading of the by driving them deeper into the dark web, uh, it's it's more difficult to monitor what they're doing. But I I, I don't think that's a reasonable read on what's happening that, here. That is a very strange uh, sentence, and 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 you're right. It is it is kind of um, poorly written here in in, in the article because to, it's to, to touch on your earlier comment about the those who are driving the uh, the campaign to to have them. Uh, Deplatformed is maybe the wrong term, but but to yeah. to to get Cloudflare to drop them as a customer, uh, I I have heard some accusations about some of the organ the the groups behind that movement. I have not done any research to uh, to confirm those, but uh, I, 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 I think bad. both sides are going like... to be doing a fair amount of mudslinging here. Yeah. Um, and and if you're saying that you know they're literally killing people, uh, then then you know a, a lot of things can be justified, and if if that is uh, indeed your stance. Yeah, I mean, I think here, Clara Sorrenti, uh, Gen Z, Canadian Twitch streamer, transgender activist, and political commentator. Um, yeah, I, so so I she's one of those. She's a gamer. Uh, I, I I don't want to dig too deep into yeah, this, but not. but the words I've heard thrown around are that uh, that that people on Kiwi Farms are going after quote unquote groomers, and then people who are involved in those. Groups and communities are then trying to get Kiwi Farms shut down, and and I don't know whether either side of that is is accurately portrayed. Um, that that's that, the problem that, with the news these days. Because because really if you tell. look up Kiwi Farms, you know, before the show I was looking up Kiwi Farms on on uh, Wikipedia, uh, and and you know the 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 header on that basically says that you know they're a uh, uh, a gathering place for ex- extremists to uh, to to harass and persecute uh, people in in certain minority communities, which. Uh, may be true. I, I doubt that's how they would describe themselves, uh, but, but that's certainly how some people see them. So yeah. n- neither side appears to be covering themselves in glory here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> we've, we've covered our fair share of like, uh, you know, crazy people in the news. And so I don't, I'm kind of tired of doing it. I don't want to, yeah. you there's, know, so there's well, a, there's, there's a lot of, they said, they said going on. I know it's always, it's always like two kids fighting. I mean, I don't know. You have two kids, but it's always like he started, he started it. I, I, <laughs> there are moments when, when the, uh, the zero tolerance policy that, that some, uh, many, many schools have adopted where it's, uh, Oh, you, you guys are fighting. You're both grounded suspensions all mm-hmm. around. I don't care who started it. I don't care who the bully was. I, I don't have time to deal with this. All, you both go to a corner. Yeah. I don't it's, know if that's it's great. tempting. It doesn't yeah. solve anything, yeah, no, but, it doesn't. but it's a lot easier for me to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So my questions also revolve obviously around the nature of the threat from this website. Is it real or made up? You can never tell. Those are the questions raised. Again, we're not going to fully investigate. I mean, I hate, hate how we, we come up here and we say we don't have all the answers, but that's always true. We don't have all the answers, but we know what, what questions to ask, which yeah, I feel but, like is important. But it will be interesting to watch what, what Cloudflare does, Cloudflare, yeah. uh, how, how they follow through on this, uh, where Kiwi Farms lands uh, in terms of other providers, um, you know, kind of what that landscape looks like, because uh, at, at, a, at a simple level, it, it, it should be Cloudflare's right as, as a business to 
uh, choose to yeah. terminate any customer they want. Yeah. Um, where it becomes a bigger problem is if there's collusion within the industry that all of the reverse proxy providers uh, all of a sudden blacklist them, uh, th then there's possible concern there. Right, right. So, I, so, so that really gets back to the same problem we were talking about before with like when uh, Amazon Web Services, you said, you know, dropped uh, what was it, Parler or Gab or whatever, uh, and and, and basically nobody else would host them, and so they had to go out on their yeah. own and, and build their own infrastructure. Correct. Well, actually, um, yes, that that's true. Um, and so I have a bunch of related stories about the the whole question of, you know, that how how free is information flowing on the internet and where are the cloggages and what's good and what's not good. And I chose this story as the main one to focus on because I feel like this is um, technically new, not technically in terms of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's happening correct, at a different layer of exactly, the stack. Exactly. But a, a layer a, that most people don't, don't dedicate any thought to. Right. Right. But um, I, I do want to point out, there's been a lot of news about both Twitter Facebook and Google recently, and I just want to do the headlines real quick um, on this whole issue. Lay, lay it on me. Yeah. So for Google, uh, for for their Play Store, apparently Parler is back in. Um, Truth Social still, uh, you know, they're they're still thinking about it. Um, so the interesting thing about the Google Play Store is is that Google can control who is in or out of the Play Store. Correct. But on Android, you can sideload things. Oh, sure. Yeah, so yeah. Where, whereas uh, in the Apple Store, uh, different story. Right. Uh, if, if there are ways to get apps onto your, your, your iPhone other than the Apple Store, uh, I, I, it, it probably involves uh, voiding several warranties. Yeah. Well, uh, Truth Social is available on the, on, the, uh, on the Apple App Store. I don't know about Parler yet. They hmm. might be having the reverse policy now. It used to be they worked in lockstep. Now they seem to be kind of... Um, having mixed messages here, which is sort of interesting. There might be like sort of a crack in the wall. FBI and Facebook, yeah, that, that, that's an obvious one where Mark Zuckerberg said they, they spiked the Hunter Biden story by basically slowing down its users' ability to see those posts um, because the FBI essentially told them to. Now he says the FBI didn't mention that story, but the FBI came a few days before and said, we think there's going to be a story and you got to watch out for a story that looks like this. And then when that story popped up a few days later, they were like, oh, that's definitely it. So it almost, he almost sounded like he was manipulated by the FBI. That's all the thing. And then, this, that sounds very reminiscent of how, uh, with the, the phone companies, um, yeah. that, that, uh, police, uh, whether it's, you know, federal or, or, uh, or, you know, Local level uh, law enforcement will tell them, uh, you know, we'd we'd love to have the, the you know the following information. Uh, we don't have a warrant, uh, but but we would love to have it. And sometimes, you know, some some uh, organizations will say, uh, "Screw you guys, come back with a warrant." Uh, and some will say, "Oh yeah, sure, here here it is, have it, yeah, have at it." And they they don't tell you as the customer that they've forked over your what you you may have thought was your uh, private information. Um, so it, it, there's 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 kind of a weird gray area where. Uh, private companies cooperating with uh, uh, with the government, uh, handing over your information, uh, isn't necessarily illegal if if they if they give it. Now, if the government were to forcibly take it without a proper warrant, that would be different. But that's not happening because the companies are cooperating. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and in this case, I feel like um, they, you know, it's it, it's sort of like. Uh, in, in some sense, the FBI played it smart here because they gave themselves deniability. Oh, we weren't talking about that story. We were just, you know, but yeah. Uh, well, and and uh, and, and it's it, it gets real sketchy if if well, we didn't tell him to to suppress it. We just said, in our you know professional opinions, we think it might be wise to do the following. It's it so it, it's does that count as the government basically exercising uh, you know suppressing uh, speech on on certain topics when it's. A not a direct uh, you know order from the government, and B it's not the government doing it. Th this seems like a, a question of letter versus spirit to a large extent. Yeah, yeah, and, and then finally Twitter. Again, I don't want to spend too much time on each of these. Is um, is this whole uh, this this uh, this security uh, guy? Uh, there's, there's a whistleblower who came forward who was there. Ex-head of security, Twitter says we fired him because he was so bad. He's like, no, I fired him because I pointed out all their issues. Um, and so you never know. I mean, security uh, professionals in the, um, in the tech world, I have found, are usually very, very good, but they're also usually 
the first to say that the sky is falling uh, in terms of security, uh, which might be understandable. But I mean, this is this goes back to the whole, you know, Musk takeover thing. Yeah. Where he's asking, uh, he's saying, look, they've done nothing about spam. They have no idea how many of uh, who's a, a spammer or a scammer yeah, bots. And, and bots and also their security practices are, are terrible. And it sounds possible. Uh, but I, I haven't followed out, the so. story too closely, but I have heard that, that yeah. this security expert um, is is fairly well known and well regarded in the the you know hacker security you know uh, cybersecurity community, um, and so so either this this development is going to mean that that they've burned all their goodwill, or it's going to to mean that that uh, they're you know they're speaking the truth and and Foursquare. Excuse me, not Foursquare. Oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> Forgive me. Twitter uh, did them dirty. Uh, yeah. So, so that that'll be an interesting one to watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we could have whole episodes in some of these things. Um, okay, so we did have that article. I, I, so I just wanted to make a point that there were so many, so many wheels turning on all of these different articles, and a, a lot of this I just got from like the New York Times, basically, which is interesting that this is all in the New York Times. Um, and so um, we can finish. Well, we have probability distribution of the week. We could finish with the self-driving car s- story. Do you want to go over that one? Real yeah, let's fast? let's talk about that. In, okay. in, in brief. Okay, so that was so one of the big self-driving car companies. There's Waymo and Aurora, the independent ones. It looks like Aurora uh, might be sold uh, to. Po- they float a possible sale, according to Bloomberg, uh, to Apple. Or Microsoft. Yeah, it's, it's unclear if they've actually talked to any of these potential buyers. It sounds like more that this was an internal memo considering options and possibilities, in which they said that you know if if we were to be acquired, you know the, these are the the uh, possible candidates we think who who would actually be able to provide you know acceptable conditions. Well, I, and I think of course that then there's the question of what kind of sale is it? Is it a sale like hey we're not doing well and you know um, we need a a, a big uh, we need a, a sugar daddy to come in and back yeah. us up. Well, I, I guess or the, the motivating factor is it, here is is that the timelines. There's scroll, a flip side to that where it's like we're doing really well. Now we now we have some technology time, that people time to really cash want. Out. Have, yeah, exactly. So so it, it's it sounds like from from what has what is known publicly uh, and what was uh, accidentally released in this this internal memo that that I think was intended for the board and went to a much larger section of the company uh, that. They they have uh, you know many contracts that they're working on, which the timelines have been pushed out, and so uh, you know money completions that that they you know things going into into series production that they, maybe they've been counting on happening in uh, you know earlier 2023 are, are looking like they're out in 2024 type thing, um, and so they've they've got to consider options for how can we ensure our stability to make sure that we get to the point we can go to series production, which which raises some interesting questions. That so this is a publicly traded company. Right. Um, they they went uh, public. I, th- I think it was through a SPAC last year. I guess. Um, Such you a different world in terms of going public. Uh, you don't think of many publicly traded companies that do not have some form of cash flow. I mean, maybe not all publicly traded companies are are making money hand over fist, um, but but usually they they have a a. a stable cash flow of some sort that can grow or shrink. And it sounds like these guys are still very much living off of, uh, you know, investor money and, and that infusion of that huge, don't get me wrong. They got a big, uh, big, big inflow of cash with the SPAC, uh, but, but they're, they're living off of that. And they, they use the, 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 the terminology in that, in that memo, they were talking about, you know, extending our runway, uh, which is, is very much startup speak for, you right. know, we have a certain amount of investor money and, you know, by reducing our staff or, you know, doing X, Y, or Z, we can make that last, you know, nine months instead of six. And, and, and we need to do that to get to the point where we can get more investors or, or, you know, to get to our IPO. Uh, but, but they're past their IPO. They, you know, b- barring something like getting bought out or, or you know, something like that. W- they don't have a methodology for a huge infusion of new cash. Uh, and and it sounds like they have not much. That, that yeah. They're not selling products right now. <laughs> so so they're in a weird spot. And it's, yeah. it's I mean, you could still raise money as a, as a public company. Sure. But- uh, and, th- and that's one of the things that one, one of the options that was floated is uh, a, a offering of uh, uh, an investment offering to employees to, to plow yeah. some money into the company. Um, one that I thought was kind of funny is they 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 had a line item in there that uh, well we we could reduce expenses significantly if we if we eliminated the uh, employee 
uh, meal program uh, that'll save us $21 million, which uh, that, that is, I, I don't know how big this company is, but that sounds like a pretty big perk, $21 million in employee meals. Yeah, I mean, they must be have a lot of employees. Or, 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 or some very some, nice meals. Some very nice meals, yes. <laughs> they have 21 employees. You get a million dollars a yeah, meal. And there was some idea. talk of, well, we could spin off you know, such the, their LIDAR division, I think it is, for half a billion dollars or something. So, so they have options. But, hmm. but it's, it's interesting to see that... that seem too significant. It's, it's, it's interesting to, to see that they're, they're looking at uh, major options here. And, and so I think it's, it doesn't sound like they're doing great. And this is something we see across the industry. Snap, once again, I feel like Snap, Snapchat is always failing. I, I don't know how it's like, you well, know. I, I know in, like, in my it, industry, a lot of companies did this. Uh, you know, six months into COVID. Yeah. It was that th- things are going to get tough. We need to look at our options and strategies Foursquare we can implement to make sure to to kind of weather the storm here. And, and you know, in, in our company, they, they made the, the decision. We don't want to let people go because of this. Uh, but that means we're doing a salary freeze. You know, we're cutting back on on travel and marketing and some other things. And so so that we can we can get through and, and maintain, you know, stable cash flow. Yeah. Uh, and and so perhaps this is not an unreasonable thing for them to be looking at given the 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 truth on the ground and and maybe that that whole thing with runway is just a a, a question of terminology in that they're coming from a startup mindset because you know 18 months ago they were a startup uh, and so any any mature company would be having these same conversations they just wouldn't be using startup language to talk about it it, it always it concerns me when um not concerns me because it's always true um when uh, corporate leaders, they, they definitely use a language. And I always feel like they're concealing what's really going on. And it's, it's very frustrating. There have been very few business leaders that I've worked with who have really um, stated it plain. And I, I appreciate that very much, but it's, it's I think, very rare in the industry. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what this says about the technology for self-driving cars, because I feel like all these companies are still very interested in it you know, Waymo keeps expanding and, uh, you know, if Apple and Google get this company, then that could, uh, uh, be a boost to, to their efforts. And, and of course, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of companies around. So we'll see where this ends up. I feel like where it does end up is going to be very meaningful in terms of where this industry ends up, you know, down the road in the next decade. Yeah. Who, who the big players are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Which might be a good reason to buy them, uh, because, the the uh, recession now, um, you know, is not going to be here in five years unless we're on the verge of the next Great Depression, which I hope not. Uh, but I don't think so. Don't don't uh, take that attitude. Yeah. Greatest depression. <laughs> Greatest depression ever. <laughs> All right, you ready for the segments? Let's do it. And now the probability distribution of the week. You hear that? The Very probability slick. distribution of the week. And yes, we have some, uh, some bumper noise for the segment. Very exciting. Um, all right. So I want to review what we've gone over so far a little bit before. Today's, uh, today's distribution could be pretty simple. Um, but uh, in that context, I want to talk about how we've been going over so many different types of finite distributions. That means that um, they're, you know, it's like, hey, we have uh, like the categorical distribution. We have a certain number of categories. They're each assigned the probability. Those probabilities add to one. That's it. So that's not, in fact, this, this, this book that, that I've been studying on my desk, first look at uh, uh, rigorous probability theory by uh, uh, Jeffrey Rosenthal. Um, books like this cover uh, infinite sets and, and like, you know, uh, uh, probabilities that are... Um, you know, not just on on real numbers, but that could be on like crazy um, mathematical constructions. So, but we're still on finite, and there's a lot that you could do with finite. And so, we're going to stay on finite for a little bit more. It almost seems like, well, after the um, after the categorical distribution, what more do you need? Isn't that all of them? Well, yes, all of them are categorical, but there are certain ones that have some, more some special cases. Yes, more of a structure to them. We, you know, we've gone categories over, within the categorical yes, distribution, yeah, if you yeah. will. So we've gone over multinomial, we've gone over binomial, we've gone over uniform. Uh, multinomial and binomial, you can um, you can create those with uniform distributions, and that kind of gives a special case of those, which which. There's no need to go over. Um, so we, we still want to go to finite. And I just want to 
look at some that are like relevant, you know, more relevant in like um, in like popular imagination versus uh, versus mathematics. So I wanted to go over the probability of uh, of what happens, uh, you know, when you roll a pair of of dice and. For those of you, you, you probably know what those probabilities are. But before we get into that, I, I, I want to make a comment about it because the difference between this distribution of score of a, of a roll of, of dice versus um, the other ones we've talked about is, and I don't know if you, you'd agree with me on this, the, the other distributions we've talked about, categorical, multi, binomial, multinomial, um, uniform. I think that all of those distributions would be uh, something that would be meaningful to all cultures. And not only that, I think those distributions would be meaningful to an extraterrestrial society if they exist. I think it would be meaningful to an extraterrestrial society in a different universe if they exist, because I think it's pure math and it's very, very goes to the very heart of what probability is and what information is. And since the all, any universe is made up of information. I think, I mean, maybe you could come up with some idea where <laughs> that's not relevant, but I feel like those are very gen generic in terms of um, culture and even planet and even universe. I, I don't know if I'm ready to jump on that bandwagon, okay. but, but you saying that uh, seems to imply that the one we're about to talk about maybe isn't in that same category. Well, of course, of course. I mean, of course, any anyone could come up with that, with, with, with the, 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 the idea of a pair of dice and the idea of rolling a pair of dice. And it's not... It, there are certain features of the, the dice that make it likely it will be um, you know, you know that, that that some other culture will come up with it. First of all, if you have something that you roll, that you're gonna have a random chance. Well, you could do a coin, right? You could do a coin flip, and then you could have some po uh, uh, polyhedron. A cube is kind of a pretty um, um, a pretty you standard could, you one. You could spin use. something like a dreidel. Yeah, yeah, the dreidel or a top, and that can give you any number of. Uh, different different categories spin but the wheel but traditional I, dreidels are indeed right. four-sided correct uh yes 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 so uh the uh, the so i don't think the idea of a die is necessarily uh that you know in star wars they called it a, a chance cube if you remember correctly <laughs> uh but um the idea of a cube is also i think that's one where you have to have a three-dimensional universe. So I think, yes, I think alien civilizations will have a chance cube, probably. Well, it's it's very interesting but, to think uh, why the cube, uh, because right. it, th those who who play lots of uh, Dungeons and Dragons or similar games, there there are many uh, polyhedral die, um, right. you know, ranging from from uh, uh, well. I, it's it's I don't think it's technically a three sided die, but a die that you I, I think basically a you 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 roll a a, a fancy six sided die for for your three sided, but but four four sided upwards to you know tw uh, twenty sided is 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 kind of the the common upper limit, but then there's some hundred sided dies and some more exotic ones. Okay. So so why why do many cultures uh, settle on the six sided die? Why is that most common here and would we expect that to be the case uh, for for non uh, so, non Terran uh, cultures? Perhaps so we know going back to uh, it was either Plato or Aristotle, someone back then who, who discovered, or maybe it was uh, maybe it was uh, um, Archimedes. I'm, I'm not really sure. Plato, Aristotle, Socrates, yeah, Archimedes. one of those Greeks. <laughs> well, okay, there are five um, uh, regular polyhedra. And that means that they're made up of all the same shape, in, in the case of the cube, the square. Um, each of those shapes is a regular polyhedron. In other words, you know, each side is the same length and the same angle. And then, you know, basically it's the, the, the polyhedral symmetrical. So it's not like, you know, uh, one side of the cube comes together like this, where three squares come together, but another side of the cube, four squares come together. Right. Like, it's not like that. So there are only five of those shapes that you could make in three-dimensional space. And that's uh, tetrahedron, 
um, octahedron, dodecahedron, icosahedron, and, and cube. Uh, so right there, you kind of, any um, civilization that manipulates three-dimensional space will kind of narrow it down to those five as being pretty special. And of those five, the cube is the only one that really kind of, um, you know, kind of packs very easily. <laughs> uh, so I, I feel like the, the, the cube is going to have, um, is, is oh, going to be discovered. You're going to... You're going to lose a lot of our listeners here who are diehard hexagon fans. But granted, yeah. hexagons, well, hexagons don't work as as well in uh, in three dimensions that way. Yeah, the hexagons are great in two dimensions. They they connect very well. Um, actually, I might be having a guest that um, does uh, uh, um, that 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 stores uh, location data, geolocation data on the Earth using a hexagonal Ooh. system. So that could be interesting uh, in the future. Hint, hint, uh, coming up. Uh, but <laughs> Uh, we are, but so yes, I, I, I do think that, that, a, I do think that a cube would be relevant to, to other cultures. Now in other universes, I don't know, uh, that, that, that I could be less sure. I'm pretty sure they'll have a binomial distribution. I, I don't know. If and, cube... and, and I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to ask, well, but, but what if, what if this, uh, extraterrestrial, uh, perceives the world in in four dimensions instead of three, but I don't even know how to conceive of that and and what within, the implications. Yeah, there I don't know be. how to conceive of that within our universe. Yeah. Uh, so it's possible, but certainly I'm sure there's the math for it, but but I can't. Yeah, certainly it. there are humans, you know, humans, uh, and it's just how we manipulate the world. The cube seems reasonable. The numbers kind of work out because we can count to six pretty easily. So okay, so so, I, so this is even more fundamental than. Yeah. Uh, perhaps something like base 10, uh, which if we didn't have 10 fingers and 10 toes, maybe we wouldn't have settled on base 10. Maybe Correct. we would have settled on, you know, base six or, or, yeah, or, or, or that's, hexadecimal that's what, or something. What, but, yeah. uh, but, but, but this is much more of a fundamental, uh, of, uh, you know, feature of the physics of, of our universe uh, right. that, that, that you think brings right. us to the cube being, uh, kind of a, a common, common feature. Right. Now the idea of, scoring the sides one through six and then rolling two and adding those two together. That's a little bit of a twist on it that I think would not be relevant for any independently, um, independently drawn culture. Although I'm kind of interested to hear if, you know, look, it, it might be that two is just small enough to make things interesting. Um, now, uh, you know, and, and, and that's why I think usually there's two die. One die, the problem is that every single side is equal, it's uniform, right? One-sixth. Uh, and so what you want in some of these games is the ability to have an outcome that is very likely, like the seven in craps, and then you want an outcome that's not likely at all, like the double one or the double six to get two or, or, or 12. Um, notice also another few other points is that... Uh, so. It, it's kind of like a triangular distribution, which is usually a, a continuous one, but it's, you know, okay, it's um, one out of 36 is, uh, is, um, is the, the, Snake is eyes. The, the score of, of one, right. And then um, the, the, or sorry, a score of two, right. And then a score of, um, a score of three is two out of 36 and so on and so forth. And so, it, it kind of goes up linearly until you get to seven and then it kind of de descends linearly until you, uh, until you get back down to, uh, to, um, to one in 36. To, to, yeah. To, for, for to, to double six. Right. So it goes, you know, it's one out of 36, two out of 36, three out of 36, so on and so forth. Um, as you count up and count down. Um, and so, uh, what was the point I'm making? Yeah. In some interesting games, you want things that are more likely and less likely. It kind of fixes the game. I want to point out that this is not a multinomial distribution unless you care about how you got that total. So if, if you care, if you say, well, I rolled a seven, but it matters if it was a three and a four versus a two and a five, then it would be a multinomial distribution where there would be six categories and two you know, two rolls. Um, but uh, because we're adding them together and presumably in most cases throwing away that information, uh, it's, it's not a multinomial distribution. Um, so it's, it's something a little bit more funky than that. 
Um, so I thought that was an interesting uh, specialized distribution that is uh, is finite, but not necessarily fundamental, but more more relevant. And probably a lot of people sometimes say, oh, I, I didn't follow the probability distribution of the week. Hopefully people followed this one. Yeah, it's 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 something that we've we've certainly even if you've never uh, you know graphed it and and calculated the the individual probabilities, uh, you you've almost certainly experienced it since there are so many common board games that involve rolling two six sided die. Um, you know, the the one of the most classic being Monopoly, uh, but but they're yeah uh, they they are legion out there. Yeah, and so I I do want to know. I, I actually I didn't expect to have such discussion about the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, extraterrestrials using uh, playing with playing with dice. So I do want to know what what you think in the audience. Go to, head to our locals maximum.locals.com. Uh, email me localmaxradio at gmail.com. Uh, I think I think we had a good show. I think we're going to call it quits. This has been a longer show than we expected. We can probably break this up into a few shows in the future. Um, but uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Any last thoughts before we close out? Uh, no, I think this is a good one. I'm, I'm interested to, to uh, see where we go next with the, the future distributions, though. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. Well, I mean, you know, you do have input on that, so you can tell me that no. Okay, all right. Yeah, once again, check out the locals. Have a great week, everyone. That's the show. To support the local Maximum, sign up for exclusive content and our online community at Maximum.locals.com. The Local Maximum is available wherever podcasts are found. If you want to keep up, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Also, check out the website with show notes and additional materials at localmaxradio.com. If you want to contact me, the host, send an email to localmaxradio at gmail.com. Have a great week. Feel the power.